When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Florence. And welcome in. It is the Garden Trust Hour here on the game. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Happy to welcome in today's guest from Gamecock Volleyball, Riley Whitesides. Riley, thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time for us today. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Riley, we are we are pumped. You are, I think, our unofficially fifty-eighth student athlete to be in here. I just made that number up. But <laughs> many many we're we've like been we're, here for many radio debuts, Tyler. Yeah. Uh gosh, we we do it twice a week. We've been doing it for like six, seven months. I mean fifty eight's probably not far off to be honest. Random guess. Yeah, but but it's solid. Yeah, Riley, we are we are pumped. You came actually, so for those who don't know, Riley came straight from class. Yep. <laughs> so student athlete, mm-hmm. um, you made it over here on time. You kind of warned me. You said, hey, I, I'm, I might not make it. It's going to be last minute. Um, if I'm there late, I'm sorry, but you, you made it in complete time. Your class is right over there. Um, I'm always amazed when we have the student athletes in at how just prepared you guys and girls are at kind of managing your time. Is that something that has come naturally for you, or was that a kind of process once you got to South Carolina? Um, I've been pretty organized my whole life with that kind yeah. of stuff, but I think being a senior now, I've done it a couple times. Um, right. So I've kind of learned how to navigate, you know, class and volleyball. But, yeah, it's kind of taken a minute, but pretty much my whole life I've been good at it. Has the senioritis set in yet? Um. A little bit, but also I know how much I'm going to miss volleyball whenever I'm done. So I'm kind of remembering that. I feel like student athletes in college don't really even get the opportunity to have senioritis compared, <laughs> you know, like in high school, especially if you're if you're not going on to play at the next level or something. Senioritis is kind of like, man, I'm coasting through these final classes. For you all, it's kind of like I I have maybe one more year to play my sport, I better get the absolute most out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of that pressure. It's like, might be your last time, so got to make the most of it. So, Riley here is uh, from Greenville, went to Malden High School. You were telling me before we came on, y'all were, like, loaded yeah. <laughs> in, in high school. How did uh, how, how did playing at Malden and, and playing with some other future college athletes at the time kind of prepare you for, for this next jump to play at South Carolina? Yeah, I had really good teammates in high school and, like, playing club volleyball. Um, Really big commits who pushed me to be better. And so whenever I got to college, it wasn't that big of a jump. It was obviously much faster paced. But, like, the teammate aspect of working hard, like, wasn't that different for me. Now, growing up in Greenville, I have to ask, did you (laughs) grow up a Carolina fan? Um, I honestly really wasn't a fan of, like, anything. My dad was a Carolina fan, and then my sister actually went to Clemson. Okay. Um, she was on the rowing team there, ended up having to medically retire because she had double hip surgery. But So I really wasn't a fan of anything, but now I'm obviously a Carolina fan. So uh, family of athletes then? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. 
What's yeah. uh who who's the best athlete in the family? Is is it you? Okay, it is me. Shaking yeah. her head yes. She's kind of yeah. like humble brag, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's me. Now, how did you get into volleyball specifically? Um, honestly, my mom was just trying to figure out something for me and my sisters to do and to keep us kind of like focused and out of trouble growing up and we just started playing together and we were on the same team in high school that was really fun um so that's kind of how I started and I fell in love with it were you were you good from the jump or was it one of those things where you kind of had to get settled in a little bit or was it instantly your parents were like oh man she's she's gonna be like good good (laughs) I'd like to say I was good from the jump but if I like went back and watched videos I'd probably (laughs) say that wasn't true (laughs) So, now, but, you, but you settled in, though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> now, is anybody else in your family relatively tall? Did you know you were going to have, like, the height that needed for volleyball? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is 6'3", and my mom is 5'7", and okay. me and my sister are 5'11", and my brother is six foot. Okay. So we're all right around the same height, but I honestly didn't think I was going to be tall growing up, and I was kind of surprised, like, that I'm 5'11 now. So, So coming out of high school, everybody has different – kind of recruiting processes that led them to wherever they end up. Obviously, all the student-athletes we talked to in here, they end up at South Carolina. So for you, was that like a, a big, drawn-out process, bunch of offers, bunch of schools having to decide, or um, in your own words, kind of, uh, I guess, set the stage? How, how did the recruiting process go for you? So in volleyball, I'm actually undersized. I'm actually 5'10", but... My roster says 5'11". Ooh, y'all fibbed it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so it was honestly really hard for me to get recruited by like Power 5 big schools. So I ended up committing to a different school in North Carolina. It was NC State. I'm just going to say it. And <laughs> um, they had a change in their staff my senior year. So I decommitted, reopened the process again, ended up coming here. Best decision of my life. And I'm very happy with it. So when, and what were some of the other schools that you were looking at uh, prior to, I guess, committing to NC State first and then here? Um, Clemson was one of them. I was looking at Wofford, um, obviously NC State, um, and then some smaller schools that I just really had the dream of playing in the Power Five that I just didn't want to give up yet. And it was hard just because I was undersized, um, still am. So I'm really lucky that South Carolina gave me a spot, and I've kind of done what I can with it. So what would you say maybe were – you said it was a great decision. It ended mm-hmm. up being a great decision. What were your deciding factors to pick the Gamecocks when you made that decision? Um, the staff, they had, like, a great year prior to me committing here, um, made it feel like home. And then I'm from Greenville, which is only an hour and a half away, and I really wanted to be close to my family, and mm-hmm. NC State was actually, like, four hours away from home. So it was a good decision for me to move closer. So uh, obviously we focus a lot on, on football here on, on, on the game. And when you talk about being undersized and maybe not getting the same looks from some other Power 5 schools, what is kind of that difference in uh, both the physicality and the skill level when it comes to volleyball that separates like that upper level of player from maybe the mid-tier? Honestly, I think it's mental. Like confidence and that aggressive mindset, like something coaches have always told me and I feel like part of my game is like I'm undersized but I can hit pretty hard um so that's kind of my game but also volleyball has so many different components to it that you can be good at like every position is different so just kind of honing in on your skills for whatever you're good at is kind of what I did do you track your stats like are you every day 
every day. So you're you're dialed in. Yeah, our coaches do that for us. So it's actually really nice. We have like our film with our stats from practice and games and all that. So you already knew that you were ranked second on the team in kills, averaging two point six five per set last season. Yep, you I did already know that. Know that. <laughs> that's so that's pretty good, yeah. right? Obviously. Yeah, pretty good. Is that is is that your strength, or what would you say your strengths are? Um, it depends on the day, I would say, but obviously hitting is a strength of mine. But I'd say the best part of my game right now is my serve receive. So. I guess, like, when a ball comes to me and serve receive, like, I just feel confident that I can make a good pass out of it. So right now, today, that's probably what I'm best at. Now, how competitive are you guys as teammates when it comes to those stats and being better than each other? Um, We normally don't talk about stats with each other, but it's definitely, like, an underlying thing that you're competitive with your teammates because we're all trying to get on the court. So I want to take those listening in like onto the court a little bit so we were talking about serve receive and you're trying to pass it so so that means obviously for our non-volleyballers out there they're serving the the ball to you all and you're trying to you're you're not you're trying to get a set or you're trying to get a pass that can set up your teammate to yes. then set it to yes. the the next hitter mm-hmm. to uh to put the ball exactly where they want it and kill it basically exactly right. so we call it our termi- my termi- terminology is probably really bad. No, there. you did Sorry. good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in your words. Yeah, we call it like a three pass. So your setter would have three hitters from your pass that they can set. And then it goes down to two or one. So how, how difficult is it? Like I've, I told you before we came on, I've been to uh, to one of y'all's games. The uh, I mean, the person serving it is like smashing the ball mm-hmm. at you. And I imagine it's kind of it can have like a knuckling effect or you know it can be tailing away it can it can have all these different spins on it or different movements on it how difficult is it to like track the ball as it's coming with that speed and movement it has taken like years and years of practice of just getting used to passing these hard level serves my serve receive has gotten better as i've you know been here and the harder the serving team like the kind of more scary it is, but also we have a great serving team in our gym. So that's what I get to see every day in practice, which really helps us. At what point in your career, whether it be in high school or before that, did you realize that you were cut out to play at the next level? Um, I'd probably say when I was a freshman in high school, I realized, now I didn't know what like D1, D2 it would be, but I knew I was going to play past high school. Club, but, uh- you mentioned club as well is so it's been interesting to me talking to some of our different athletes like football you know it's high school football and then you go on to to college obviously if you're good enough a lot of the different sports it seems like the club level is actually where the the greater competition is is that the case with uh, volleyball when you're you're coming up through the ranks as well yeah definitely um high school isn't as competitive normally obviously there are good high school teams I was a part of a good high school team but I played for a club in Spartanburg so I drove about 40 minutes for practice every day um but it's a really good club it's the best in South Carolina so now do a lot of people just opt to just do the club thing and not play high school because we heard some soccer players that have told us about that some people do just to limit the chance of injury because I know some people will play different positions in high school and stuff but yeah some people only do club I feel like you would miss out on such an experience, though, if you didn't do the high school side. Yeah. High school is really fun because it's more laid back and you get to do it with, like, your school friends, which Mm -hmm. on your club team you normally don't have people that are from your same school. So it's fun to, like, represent your high school. 
uh, how crazy can some of the club parents get? Oh, it's like, you know the show Dance Moms? Yeah. It's like oh, volleyball yes. moms. That's what oh, they call no. it. Yeah. No. Not my mom, thank yeah. God, but some Sh- people. Shout out to uh, to your mom, your dad. Yeah. Are they yep. are they listening? Do you think they're going to tune in at some point? Um, Probably not because I didn't tell them. I've... Well. It was oh. last minute. Lucky for you, yeah. I upload all these episodes to our website, 107.5fm.com, oh, so I can get you a link later on for them to listen. That'd be great. Thank you. That was a good plug too, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I, I do what I can. Well done. Uh, yeah, shout out later on when they're listening. Shout out to uh, Riley's parents. And um, do, do they get to, to come up and, and cheer you on a lot? Because like you said, it's fairly close mm-hmm. to home. Do they get to, are they like, are they front row yep. yelling, screaming, rally towels, or are they a little more reserved? Um, they have season tickets. Okay. So they have their name on their seat in the front row right next to the home side. So they're at every home game. Um, my mom and my grandparents come to every single home game. Love that. Yeah. I, I I went to one of y'all's games and like Gamecock Nation's like out there for mm-hmm. y'all's games too. I was amazed at how into it the crowd was, how loud it was in the gym, and y'all that it's gotta be a, a nice home field advantage home court advantage for you all because I mean I could feel the energy. What what is that like to play in front of these South Carolina fans? It is like so much fun. We have the band we have, like, people standing up in the rafters. Like, it's crazy because it's a tiny gym, but they really fit a lot of people in there, and it just makes it feel like the fans are so close to you on the court. Um, it gives us a lot of energy, and that's why we have a really good home record. The game I was at, um, Aaliyah Boston was like, yes. I mean, halfway on the court, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like, half of the women's basketball team was there showing support. They were, I mean, they were bringing the energy how how cool is that as well, just to have the, the student-athletes from other sports out there showing y'all love? It's great because they have really busy schedules, obviously. We all know that. And it's nice of them to come out and support us because we go to their games, they come to ours, and it's good to know that people are there who kind of know what you're going through. And, yeah, it's really fun. All right, we'll have more with Riley Whiteside from Gamecock Volleyball as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on here on The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 1075. The Game. Welcome back in Garnet Trust Hour here on the Game. Tyler and West along with you. Today's guest, Riley Whitesides from Gamecock Volleyball. You know, right before the break there, we were talking about the, you know, raucous atmosphere for Gamecock volleyball games at home. Is it similar around the SEC with the other schools? Are there some that are better than others or are they all just kind of that same type of energy i think most places have a really good atmosphere some are better than others one that sticks out is arkansas their fans can get pretty rowdy and like target people on the court which is pretty funny so they're probably one of the hardest gyms to play in in my opinion do you do you like playing in in that i mean obviously you like being at home better i would think but is it kind of cool to silence the home team too if they come in very raucous and then you're just like we got this. Yeah, it's fun to silence a home crowd for sure. But I have a story. My freshman year, we were at Arkansas, and I was just like a little baby freshman. <laughs> and I ended up not getting a great pass. And one of the fans just like started yelling things at me, like, serve at number 20. And I was a little freshman. I didn't even know what to do, but it was fine. <laughs> now, you said you didn't really grow up fan of anybody in particular, your dad being a Carolina fan. Like, were you like, you were aware of the passion of the SEC, or was it kind of a surprise when you finally got here? Um, I was aware of it, but actually being an athlete in it and um, just being at football games, 
I can definitely see more of it than I kind of knew before I got here. So we were talking off air. Um, this is our, I think, second Gamecock power couple. <laughs> yes, um, that is correct. So I and I, I asked Riley ahead of time. I didn't want to put her personal business out there, but how do you feel about South Carolina's starting punter? He's great. That's my boyfriend. So yeah, yes. love him. Guy Kroger, um, pretty amazing. You were telling us off air also that uh, you uh, you got to have an awesome moment when he at uh, one of his many converted fake punts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is it like to to kind of just you know be able to watch him? But also, I, I imagine it helps that y'all kind of know what each other are going through on a week to week basis as South Carolina student athletes. Yeah, it's really nice to have somebody to like vent to who understands your schedule like dealing with teammates, coaches, traveling, all that stuff. Um, It's good that he's so calm, and I'm kind of the opposite of that sometimes, and he kind of keeps me calm and makes me realize that nothing's really the end of the world because he's really good at that. So Now, how nervous do you get when you see some of these gigantic linebackers and linemen bearing down on him while he's trying to get a punt off? Um, I don't get that nervous for that just seeing him out there by himself kind of with all these people I'm always I'm always videoing but behind the camera I'm pretty nervous but he ends up doing a great job pretty much every time so yeah we we're just talking maybe the most famous South Carolina punter in school history uh but he I mean he's earned that he's uh, just been awesome so far you were also telling us you don't get to go to as many games as maybe you would like um I guess you all both just kind of have to Mm-hmm. balance it out and and he comes and watches you when he can and 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 you'd kind of do the same yeah he sits with my family whenever he comes and they always have a really good time he can actually come to a lot of games this year probably the most that he's been able to go to but I've been lucky last year we were able to go to I think four or five games this year we can go to three or four um so yeah we're pretty lucky I mean it, some is better than none now out of the two of you who's the most competitive Kai, easily. We'll be playing spike ball on the beach, and he's, like, acting like he's in the Olympics. And, yeah, he's always really competitive about stuff, so. Well, I've heard, uh, I mean, South Carolina's, quote, specialists, they're all, like, great athletes, mm-hmm. too. Um, I hear pretty good at golf. Um, have Have you, she's shaking her head, yes, have you gotten him onto the volleyball court? Yeah, so I play beach volleyball on – the team here as well and I took him out to the courts once and we were just playing like one-on-one and he made me play like 15 games because he kept <laughs> losing and he obviously didn't ever win but he was getting so competitive about it and it was like a hot summer day like 15 games uh, off of that has he ever had you upon a football yeah it's actually really hard and not I'm not good at it at all it was I mean it's very difficult mm-hmm. very few people can kick it as high and as far as him but um, so you, you beat him 15 times in a row in yeah. volleyball. I, I'm loving the fact at any point you just did not let up. You, no. you well, not. it wasn't really that hard cause he's not great at volleyball, but at least he's a good punter. <laughs> yeah. We've found the one thing that, that yeah. Kai is not good at. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned beach volleyball as well. Is mm-hmm. that, is that common for, uh, athletes to play both? I think it depends on the school. Um, I'm the only one here that does both. I joined the team last spring and it was my first time actually ever playing beach volleyball I didn't do it in high school or growing up or anything um so now I'm able to do both and it's super fun now what is the difference between the games themselves 
it's a completely different game, in my opinion. Obviously, there's two people out there, and then you're obviously in the sand, which makes it so much harder. Um, it's not as fast-paced, I would say, as indoor is, but um, it's it's just different. Like, your body type changes because of, like, kind of what your body needs when you're out there, but it's definitely really, really exhausting to play in the sand. So... Can, can you even, like, jump in the sand? I feel like it would be hard to uh, – you don't really have, like, as firm of a base. Is it harder to, like, get up off the ground? Is it harder to even change direction, uh, I guess, in yeah. the sand? it was really hard. It took me about, I would say, like, four to six weeks to even be able to, like, jump and move where I felt confident. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it becomes natural. And then whenever I was able to go back on the court, I felt like I could jump very high because – I had been doing it in the sand all semester. So that it's been really helpful for me. It's good training yeah, for, definitely. for on the court. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you're the only one that plays on both teams. What was your initial interest in joining the beach team as well? You know, after last fall, I kind of wanted to just elevate my game. And the way in my head to do that is just go play on the sand in the heat and just get in really good shape. And um, so that's what I did. And... I was really nervous at first, obviously a whole new team, a whole new sport really, but it was a really good decision for me. So when, um, how, how did the season sort of, I guess, align in terms of being able to play both, but being able to do the, the off-season off training and, and all that different stuff, does it line up pretty well for your schedule to be able to kind of um, be able to do everything you need to do for both sports? Yeah, it lines up because um, indoor volleyball is fall and then beach is spring so I just don't get an off season with either sport so I'm in like season year round which I personally like because I like competing and playing in games instead of doing just like practices all right we'll have more with Riley Whiteside from Gamecock Volleyball as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on here on the game What you're talking about. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on The Game. Tyler and Wes along with you today's guest, Riley Whiteside from Gamecock Volleyball. We mentioned Kai Kroger in that last segment. Perfect time to let you know about the Lawyer Lisa Special Teams Touchdown Contest we have going on 1075thegame.com. If Kai or maybe Xavier Lorget scores a touchdown for the Gamecock special teams this weekend, you could win a $200 gift card come Monday morning on the early game when Bill and Preston will announce a winner live on the air. Again, if special teams scores a touchdown this weekend, head on over to 1075thegame.com to register for your chance to win that. And if nobody scores this weekend, that money will roll over to Georgia next weekend and $300 will be up to gra- up for grabs. Again, the Lawyer Lisa special teams touchdown contest. Uh, you know, you talk about your schedule being kind of year round when you're not playing volleyball, however much time that is, what do you like to do? Um, I honestly like to hang out with my teammates, even though I see them like all the time, obviously my teammates and Kai, who I like to hang out with, um, when the fair is in Columbia, we like to go to the fair. We like to see movies, um, and obviously study and do homework, sadly. What was the last movie y'all saw? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think it was, um, Barbie with my teammates. 
Yeah, I think that's what it was. You didn't do the Barbie Oppenheimer double? No, I, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I really assumed it was going to be one of those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, they got so much hype. That seems to be the only two movies that came out this summer. Literally. That people actually went to. Um, did you Did you like Barbie? Was it good? Was it funny? I loved it. It was really good. Have you guys seen it? I've, I saw Oppenheimer. The, my so. wife saw it, and she quotes it pretty regularly. Yeah, I loved it. You you didn't go with her? I Tyler? did not go with her. She went with her sister. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm Have you like, seen Oppenheimer? Yeah. I want to go see Oppenheimer. I've not yet. It's, it is good. It is good. It's very good. Um, I am glad there's like at least some movies. It used to be you go to the movies all the time. Now nobody goes yeah. to the movies anymore. Um, what about what about cooking food? Are you uh, some some of our athletes come in? They're like, I'm a chef. <laughs> Others come in. They're like, I couldn't cook it's, anything. It, it's usually one or the other. It's never like <laughs> I, I'm okay. Yeah, no, no like, in I'm between. Either great or I don't cook at all. Where where are you at? Um, I can cook. I, I think I'm a pretty good cook, um, but we also just get so much food, like yes. on travel trips, and like we have the dodi where we eat our meals. So, yeah, I don't really need to cook, you but whenever I do, it's normally good. What's your go-to? Um, I like making pasta, and I honestly really like making steak. I love steak, so okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're with you on that, I think. And uh, how, how much has do? It seems like as I've been following South Carolina athletics, just the nutrition aspect has become more and more part of the conversation, more and more of like a, a focus. Um, how, how have you maybe seen that change since you've been here? It feels like all the teams have a, a lot of just um, high quality nutrition at their disposal. How important is that? Do you feel like for you as an athlete? It is really important because if there are times where I don't eat enough or don't eat something, right i'll definitely be able to tell and um we have a really good nutritionist on our team jeremy shout out to jeremy um he's really good and we appreciate him a lot when you aren't having to think healthy what's your like go-to cheat item i love milkshakes from cookout Ooh, that's good there you go there you go what Uh, flavor peanut butter oreo (laughs) can't go wrong with that yes a classic combination we need that uh, need that cookout nil deal, huh? Maybe yeah, you can get some seriously <laughs> some some free milkshakes. Uh, yep. th- this is a this is a Garnet Trust interview, obviously. So how how has it been kind of navigating the nil world for you as someone who entered college when nil was basically, I guess, a rumor or it was talked about, it was being discussed. I know a lot of us were kind of like, will this ever happen? When it does, what does it look like? You've kind of been there as it has become a thing. Now they're trying to sort of uh, figure out what tweaks they're going to make to to the rules and the laws that that govern it. Um, what what has it been like for you, kind of trying to to navigate the NIL space? Um, it obviously adds another component to athletes' lives. Um, me personally, I don't really have huge deals with anyone. I have a couple, but I know talking to um, the bigger athletes that have these deals, like it's been a great experience for them. And also they have the resources here at Carolina to, you know, help them out navigating through that. Um, but it's a good opportunity and I'm grateful that we have the chance to do it. I ask this to most of the athletes that come in here when we ask them about this stuff, but when it came about, given that you play volleyball and a lot of the focus when talking about NIL was like football and basketball and, you know, the, the, quote-unquote revenue sports did you think there would ever be any trickle down to a sport like volleyball um honestly I figured it would just be for football and the big basketball baseball um 
I'm really grateful that I have the chance to, you know, do some of those things. And it definitely means a lot to all of my teammates who do participate in NIL stuff. Well, I think, um, you know, that to me is what NIL like should be about. Mm -hmm. It should just be having the opportunities to where there's not this barrier in front of you that, um, you know, if a company wants to work with you and wants to support you, but also get a return on investment on their end as well, then that you have those opportunities available and there's not like this NCAA roadblock. Uh, I feel like that kind of has gotten lost a little bit because all the headlines go to, oh, this football recruit is going to get offered $2 million right. to do this, this, and this. So um, I, I guess as a student athlete, is it nice to at least know there's not these big roadblocks in your way that if a company wants to work with you, you can you can do that. It is really nice. I know one of my teammates has merchandise that she has like her picture on and all that, which is like super cool for a female athlete, for all the younger girls who look up to us. So I really like that. Uh, specific, it didn't have specifically be you, but some of your teammates as well. How have you seen how NIL has like just helped out with the, the people that you're around in, in their own lives? Um, it just kind of gives you confidence to know like brands want to work with you or you know, your social media presence is good. And then, like I said, the younger girls who look up to us having the chance to buy our merchandise that we sell um, or, you know, we all have our, um, like, jersey T-shirts that anyone can get, which is super cool for, obviously, our family and friends, too. So no merch yet with your, your face on it? Have you? Not with my face, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> we all have the, like, jersey T-shirt things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Those those are cool. I mm -hmm. mean, it used to be literally it could just say Carolina on the front and just have a number on the back. Yeah. Now you can have your actual name and number on there. It's pretty cool. What uh what have you thought of the Kai Boda <laughs> commercial? It's really funny. People always um tell me that they oh I heard the commercial. Kai has um uh, a lot of merch that he has and I have all of it. So you, you have I'm a supportive all? girlfriend, yeah. Did um uh, okay, did you were you like I, I need that merch, or did you go online and purchase? I bought it. You bought, okay. I'm, the yeah. support, super yeah, I bought extra it. supportive. So did my family, obviously his family, and he has this whole website now too, so it makes it easy. Love uh, that. Yep. You mentioned the social media aspect of it. Like when you're talking with, uh, whether it be a company or a collective, whatever it may be, about NIL, how much does social media come up? Because that is one of the more popular streams of getting that brand out there with athletes that maybe aren't on TV as much as football and basketball and stuff? It comes up for sure. So if you do a questionnaire to like um, ask to be working with a brand, they always ask how many followers and posts yeah. you have. So it's kind of one of the first things that they want to know just to make sure that, you know, you're getting their brand out there enough, make are, sure that you have enough followers. Are, are you big into social media or um, really? Well, I like it. I don't really... I mean, I've gotten TikTok famous a few times. Okay. Um, For but what? A couple different things. I made a funny video with my little sister. Um, we were playing volleyball, and she's 11, and she's very, very good. So people were kind of like, wow, she's a really good little coach or a little player. Gotten famous with Kai a couple times just because, like, you know, athlete couple and just volleyball. But that's pretty much it. Is a little sister going to be a future Gamecock potentially as well? Yeah, I hope so. She wants to be. I definitely could see it in her future. She's very good. She's she's okay. Who was better at that age? Her, but wow. she also has okay. older sisters who helped her out. There you and go. And I didn't, yeah. so I guess that might have helped her a little bit. Yeah, you helped quite a bit. Mm -hmm. 
the I feel like running a social media like it can also be exhausting. Like it can get um like some sometimes you have to be like, all right, I, I am a student and I'm an athlete. I have enough on my plate. I feel like that's maybe part of this whole NIL thing that gets lost a little bit. Like it it takes time to like continuously focus on mm-hmm. posting social media content. Yeah. Um, do you do you find yourself having to like be like, all right, I don't have time for this. I need to focus on my game. Yeah. All of us on my team, we talk about like, oh, we want to be TikTok famous. And then when the time rolls around for us to ne- like make the video, we're like, wait, I'm actually tired. Mm. I don't have time. So mm. uh, a lot of respect to people who do that for like their career. But yeah, it's hard. I think a lot of people don't realize that like being like a professional influencer, like that is like your full-time job. Yeah. It's not just, oh, wake up, post a video, and that's it for the rest of the day. Like you got to put a lot of time into that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like the editing, setting up the camera between every clip, it's a lot. Yeah. So is is TikTok, is that like the one right now? Is that, you've mentioned TikTok. Yeah, it's probably my now. favorite that's- social media app. It's probably the most bad for me too because i can just scroll on it for a very long time but i really enjoy it now the algorithm of tiktok like feeds you videos that it knows you like like what's the kind of stuff that get pops up in your timeline i like <laughs> they call it get ready with me's and okay. so like all the girls do their makeup and hair mm. and film it i really like those i really like watching cooking videos and then a lot of volleyball videos obviously the the ability for that thing to show you something you're going to watch is scary. Yeah. Insane. It's like you can, you don't even have to like something. If you watch, I think it knows what you have watched and what you've watched for like a yeah, long time. Yeah, it keeps up like, oh, you watched this whole video or you yeah. skip past this one. Like it's, I don't even want to know how they do all that. It It is scary. It is. It's scary how much time you can sit, like at the end of a day, you can melt away an hour watching some random person cooking pasta and it, yeah. all those cooking videos make me hungry i could literally have just eaten and i'm hungry watching those yes i i've not tried any of the tiktok recipes but they do they all look good mm-hmm. like i as much as i hate to admit it i have to limit like i i i can't do tiktok because it's i think it rewires your brain like your your attention span is just gone because of tiktok i yeah. feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like an old man. (laughs) All right, we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garden Trust Hour with Riley Whitesides here on The Game. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The Game. Welcome back in. Garden Trust Hour here on... The game, Tyler and Wes, along with you, today's guest, Riley Whitesides from Gamecock Volleyball. Riley, I see here on your profile page on Gamecocks Online, it says you're pursuing a degree in education with a goal of uh, teaching at the elementary level. Uh, is that something you've always aspired to do? So I actually changed my major, so that is not oh, right. I'm actually well. psychology now, but it's similar path. I want to do school counseling or child psychology in an elementary school. So it's similar, but just not being a teacher in the classroom. Have you? So you've always wanted to work with kids in some way? Yeah, my grandma taught fifth grade for 30 years and retired, and she didn't like retirement. So she went and got her counseling degree, and she's kind of been my mentor in that way, okay. who kind of gave me the path. 
Yeah, we were, we were talking off air. It seems like that's the kind of thing that if you have teachers in your family or, or educators in your family, it kind of it almost like runs in your blood a little bit. So yeah, um, my aunts and uncles. My mom is pretty much the only girl in the family who isn't a teacher. Actually, what's your mom do? She is in medical device sales, like biomedical Ooh. sales. So yeah. You didn't want to get into that? No, not <laughs> at all. Nothing like science or math. Oh, what about your dad? Um, he is um, like a landscaper type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's, let's talk season. Let's talk uh, how, how, how do you feel like it's going so far? How, really good. Really, really good? Yeah, we um, four-game win streak. I think right now um, we beat Clemson on Wednesday, which was probably one of my favorite games since I've been in college because um, it was at home. I had a good game. Um, obviously, Clemson's a huge rival. And then we beat Miami in a very, very close game. I think the closest game I've ever played in, it was within two sets or going extra points every set. Um, so we beat them on Friday. And then on Sunday, we beat Troy. Wow. So y'all are, y'all are riding the momentum definitely right now um what is it like when you're in a uh, just back and forth you know you said that was maybe the closest one you've ever been in like i feel like even the the match i was at you could like feel the momentum like swinging back and forth um and i feel like volleyball is a very momentum bait it's weird how if a team gets on like a little run how hard it can be to break it um or on the other side if you're on a run uh like that confidence goes a long way i guess um, what what is that like to just be in one of those little just back and forth battles? It's really fun. Um, all of us are competitors, so it helps us, you know, to know that like we have the background of being so competitive and being confident in those moments. But being on our home court is what really helps us. And we're trying to bring that energy on the road this year. But luckily we've been on our home court for the first two weeks and having the band and all the crowd there like really helped us against Miami. You mentioned meeting Clemson the other day. Uh, as far as the SEC goes, who are the main rivals within the conference? Um, I don't know if we really have one, um, but we definitely, I mean, Georgia and Tennessee because they're close, I would say. Um, but we really just want to play well against everybody. So. so let's see. Next game is tomorrow. Yep. Six o'clock at Cincinnati. Yeah, so I'm actually leaving in a couple hours. For Cincinnati. You really squeezed us in today. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a rant. I feel like it's a random place to, have you played Cincinnati before? We've played Cincinnati at home in preseason last mm. year. Um, never been to their gym or actually never been to Cincinnati either. So I'm excited. Same. That'll be, so y'all play, y'all play like a, y'all play Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, so how does that work? Is the all sort of do a lot of film prep too or y'all is it more just like we're going to go play our game or how much kind of specific game planning would y'all do going into a, a matchup as well um I think it's a balance of knowing what we need to do on our side but also understanding um like tendencies of hitters and all that stuff so we do go over it but I think our staff does a really good job of preparing us with drills and practice and obviously watching film but we do try to focus on our side no matter where we go or who we play now, when you guys aren't playing, are you watching teams from around the country just kind of casually observing? I do. I really like to watch volleyball because, like, you know people from club that you used to play with in high school. Um, 
and there's some really good matchups that have happened so far. So I feel like um, whatever you want to call it, like watch ESPN, ESPN Plus, like just the the different streaming options now have been phenomenal for sports like volleyball in that you can you can pull up you know stuff from all over the country. There's probably probably every night you could probably find something to watch. Um, mm-hmm. How how I, I guess big do you think that's been to help grow your sport? Yeah, it's been really good. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Nebraska volleyball yes, filled out their football cool. stadium. Um, it's just cool for women's sports and volleyball, especially that, you know, they set that huge record. Um, I was able to watch that on the ESPN app, which is really cool. Who do we have to talk to about getting y'all in williams Bryce Stadium? Oh, I don't know. Somebody. We should do it, though. That'd be so cool. <laughs> How? I mean, that thing went viral, too. Like, everybody was talking about it. Their entrance before... Amazing. It was like the old school uh, Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls entrance theme. I think um, that that was so cool. I'm thinking Williams Bryce Stadium. Could could we do a volleyball, women's basketball somehow double header? Yeah, that'd or be something? cool. That'd be really cool. We'd have to do it in December when our season's Is, kind of yeah. There's a little overlap, yeah, right? Yeah. Get a nice warm day in the middle of December. Yeah. Oh yeah. Be down for it. <laughs> That do you think the do you think like the wind like the would the like would the atmosphere have affected the game on the court or I not? Don't know. Not really. I was thinking it didn't seem like it did. They Nebraska won, but I was thinking that maybe like wind or what if it rained or if the sun is in your eyes. Yeah, I was thinking about all of those things, but it seemed like it went smoothly. Now, with this being your last season, what are you most looking forward to over these next couple months as you wrap it up here at Carolina? Just spending time with my teammates. Honestly, we have a really good group of people, and um, they've been great so far, and I've really enjoyed kind of being a senior leader for them. So I'm excited for that. All right, so I'm, I'm looking at your schedule. We've got, uh, again, at Cincinnati. Then VCU, I think, is actually in Rock Hill hmm. um, at Winthrop. Then you're at Arkansas. Then you're at Missouri. Then you're at Ole Miss. October 1st, Sunday, 2 p.m., you're playing Florida right here in Columbia. Why should Gamecock fans who are listening come out and watch you all play on Sunday, October 1st at 2 o'clock? So right now, Florida is number three in the country. So it's going to be a really good game. I've actually beaten Florida twice since I've been here. So... If you come out, you'll see a really good game. Very awesome. Well, that music means we are out of time on today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Riley, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time with us, and uh, best of luck to you and your teammates for the rest of the season. Thank you so much. All right, coming up next, it is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on a Thursday on The Game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.